Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Greasy Monkey Show. We've got some exciting new things for you today. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll be weird in itself because we're kind of restructuring. Not even restructuring. We're just taking a new route like from our usual weird ways. Yeah, it's weird that we're going away from weird a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, so it's something that, I don't know, maybe it might spark a little bit of discussion for you guys to talk about, not to do anything, not that you could. So we're going to go back a bit to our roots here. We're going to talk about some yeah. movie-related stuff. We sure are. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, did uh, what have you watched recently? Is there anything other than the movie we're talking about? Um, hmm. Just the other night, uh, I watched uh, uh, The Dark Knight again. Yeah, I started watching it, too, because it's not Netflix. <laughs> yeah, I did it while I was folding laundry. And I was like, dang, this is a really good movie. It's, it's I really I really like that movie. That's pretty Yeah. Good. Um, other than that, though, anything like noon, though? Uh, no, I, I, I finished up a, a show on Netflix, or caught mostly up. You'll probably make fun of me. It's called You. Oh. <laughs> it's like but, a stalker one, right? Yeah, yeah. So I watched that. Um, not really a movie, but you know, it's all right. It's all right. Some parts are like very unbelievable, just with how some of the people talk. Mm. But you know, there's something so to watch, fine. I guess. Yeah. So. All right. So, just so been working on those. Yeah, you actually wanted to talk about this. What our topic of the show is today. Yeah. So our our topic, the the way we're doing this, guys, is that we're gonna do um. Like Danny said, we're kind of going back to the roots of the movie movie um, incorporation to our show. And so we're going to try to come with a topic to discuss. Then we're going to do a, uh, like a little movie review of a movie that we, watch, that we both watched. Um, and then we'll also incorporate some of the weird stuff that we do with our other, that you guys come right. to know uh, yeah. from our other episodes. Um, so, um, so when thinking about a, dis- a topic of discussion to kind of kick off the, the, you know, the re-entrance into the movie stuff, I thought to myself, well... And I've discussed this briefly before on the show. Was the topic of streaming services versus your traditional movie theaters and the kind of battle that's going on between the two? Right. And what side that maybe we find ourselves leaning on, on like which side that we think is right or the which side that we think should be right, and maybe some of the consequences and um, how the future of movie going is going to be impacted. So yeah, which uh, we might be a little bit late on, but it's still a can of worms to open up. So yeah, there's plenty to talk about with it. Um, what are your initial thoughts on that? I know you've still been going to the movies. Um, I mean, I said I've been going to the movies, but I've only gone to like maybe three throughout the pandemic. Maybe I don't even know if that that sounds a little high. It might be only two. Um, really, I thought you. No, there's. I I went to see the movie The Little Things. Um, I saw. I, I did see. I did see Tenet twice. So I guess that is the three. Right. Um. Did you get rid I, of your AMC pass? Uh, I did for a little bit, but I still have it actually. Okay. So, um, I wanted to bring that up as well. Yeah. So, like, my initial feeling of it is that I will always prefer the traditional movie theater experience um, compared to the streaming. Uh, I know that with the pandemic and everything, the streaming services are going to be viewed as the safer option, if you will, and that's a totally fair and valid point Mm -hmm. 
for the streaming side. Um, but as far as like the movie industry as a whole, I feel like if we want to be able to still experience, and I, and I haven't done enough research on the in the numbers on this, but I feel like if we want to still be able to ever in the future experience the big, big movies um, with all the money that's put into those, you have to have a steady or a, at least a supported traditional movie theater yeah. system yes, to go based off of. I completely of. agree. So um, I actually have a, a couple of stats here. So according to statista.com, According to a study held in June 2020, just 14% of adults said they strongly preferred seeing a movie for the first time in a theater, and 36% said that they would much rather stream the film at home than visit a cinema, cinema which is the opposite of what you're saying, so people would yeah. disagree with you. Um, yeah. Their preferences for watching a new release in the cinema instead of via streaming service in the United States changed significantly between 2018 and 2020 signaling a shift in consumer behavior and potentially a risk for movie theaters in the country, which is not news, right? We knew, right. We knew this. Um, but obviously COVID influenced that, and people yeah. are just preferring to stay in than go out. Um, mm -hmm. So as far as that, I mean, I agree. There should be an outlet where these spectacle or visually dominant movies should be able to be seen on a big screen. Yeah. And, and go ahead. Oh, you go ahead. Keep keep going. I don't want to cut you off. The example I think of is <laughs> watching a 2001 to Space Odyssey on a computer screen is a completely different experience than seeing it in a theater. That movie was meant for a big screen. And I'm mm -hmm. sure a lot of these blockbusters are, and that was I was going to bring that up later. It depends on the intent of the movie and the filmmaker. Um, because some people make movies for, you know, a streaming, you know, and yeah. it might be more of like a television style, but yeah, that's, that's basically it. But I haven't been to the theater since seeing 1917, which is like, what, two years ago. Oh yeah. Um, which is late, late 2019, I think. So me personally, I haven't been going as much as I used to. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know if that's whether I'm just busier than I used to be. Um, and streaming is convenient at the moment, but right. yeah, as long as there is always that option of going to a movie in the theater, um, and unfortunately the, the theaters are just going to have to accept that because people aren't going to go as much, you know, and yeah. Disney realizes that. So that's why they've been focusing on streaming, uh, releasing their, that new animated movie on Disney plus. Uh, oh, the Raya. Raya, the last Raya, the last dragon, or whatever it's called. Right. Yeah. So, how would you feel about? I know some, uh, you know, older filmmakers are just like, oh, you know, it, it, there's a difference between movies and films, and you can't watch a film uh, without it being in a theater. Um, I mean, that I can see. That's kind of a uh, an archaic way of looking at things. Um, it's almost like it's those. The, the people that are arguing, oh, film versus a movie, it, it seems like they're, I don't want to say uppity, but they're no, just they're I mean, trying to fish see, for I like a... What, I see a difference between a yeah. blockbuster movie and an art film. Okay. I oh, see yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, there, There's a fine line with pretentiousness there, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, I would say that 
that's not the argument to make if you are trying to save the theater business. The the movie theater, like the AMCs, the Regals, all that type of stuff. I don't think that's the because because when saying. you have because when you have like as a grand scheme of things, the you're not gonna win that battle by trying to get the people that go to movies to see these art pieces. The art pieces right. are gonna be great they they might be great movies, but they're not always gonna be the big draws mm-hmm. that are gonna get you the money that you need for the to make back the money that you spent on the movie to, to keep the theaters. Yeah. yeah. So that's where you get those blockbusters. The blockbusters, while they're not as good maybe in terms of, you know, your your details of the movie, they're always going to save the movie business because you're going to draw the crowds to the theaters. Yeah, um, it's, it's kind of this... Okay, I'm going to explain what Scorsese said here. You might have seen this before. Um, so regarding the way uh, streamers view movies, Scorsese said, the art of cinema is being systematically devalued, sidelined, demeaned, and reduced to its lowest common denominator when film is reduced to content, such as streaming. So he said like the term content was heard only when people were discussing the cinema like years ago, but now it refers mm-hmm. to anything you can watch online, content. Right. Uh, so it's contrasted with and measured against form, and he's going into more like, criticism of uh, film criticism but uh then he stated like gradually it was used more and more by the people who took over media companies most of whom knew nothing about the history of the art form and even cared to think that uh they should about the art form so he's just (laughs) i guess the word would be butthurt because like everybody's moving to streaming and they don't care about oh film history and um like you know the movie theater as an experience, you know? Right, so. right. And I can I can appreciate the movie theater experience because that's what the moviegoers experience more so than they do the history of movies. Like, mm-hmm. when you're in the business of movies, there's that's a whole different thing. But when you're the consumer of the product, what I value the most is my experience when I go to see a movie, the... As far as... Like, you can get down to even the nitty-gritty of like, oh, I get, you know, a tub of popcorn a soda, I go in, I have this surround sound, yeah, um, yeah. you know, dynamic of, of whatever type of uh, sound system the theater is using. I have the giant screen, um, you know, whether it be a plus or a minus, you have the crowd, um, just you're, you're experiencing yeah. almost like an event. Like, if you think about like this, like, for those of you that have seen the Harry Potter movies and those midnight releases, you have those crowds and crowds going to go see that. Yeah. Obviously, it's pre-COVID, so that's one thing, but at the same time, you went to those because, yes, you're excited to see the movie, but there is a sense of community, I think, right. that you yeah. go out there and you experience it with people. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and then, on, and to kind of to also touch on um, what you said before about certain movies, certain movies are night and day different between seeing it in the theater and seeing it at home. Mine goes to the movie Gravity. Right. Um, it, it was immensely better when we saw it in, like, the IMAX 3D. Mm-hmm. Like, to to think about seeing that like that, and then to think about seeing it at home, it doesn't even really compare. No, it doesn't. Um, it doesn't. So you all. have you have this because experience. That's going back to intent for me. The freaking uh, what's his name? Oh, that directed that movie. It's eluding me right now. Um, oh, um, uh, I can't think of his name. I can't think of his name. But, um, <laughs> Alfonso something. I can't remember. Al- Alfonso. Kuran? Yeah, Kuran. Kuran. Kuran? Um, yeah. He didn't make that movie for it to be on a small screen. He made right. it to be seen on a huge screen. And 
Uh, what was I getting out there? Oh, my, I just want to clarify my position. I'm right down the middle. Okay, I don't take as I'm taking the middle route. So, um, I just depends like on the movie to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and Scorsese, I just wanted to add, he explained that like what he's trying to say about content versus how it used to be viewed in just a movie sense. Now it it means all moving images. Like so, a div, a David Lean movie, which is meant to be seen on a big screen, uh, is judged equally as a cat video on YouTube, a Super Bowl commercial, a superhero sequel an episode of a TV show. So it just, it loses that value in his eyes, you know? Right. Um, and then like my, I think my overall stance on it is that if we want to be able to, to expect these, the, all this money to be put into making the best possible movies out there, whether it be art pieces or blockbuster films, you need the theater because think about it like this. Why would, if I was a director and obviously you make the movie to send out an experience, but you're also, it's a business, you're also doing it to make money. Why would I put in extra money to have a lower return on something where if everything's going to be streaming, one family of five or six people can pay 30 bucks, yeah. and then the streaming service gets a cut of that 30 bucks, and then the rest of it goes to, you know, however else that money is moved. Mm-hmm. Whereas you have at the theater, you have a, you know, five people going into a movie, If even if it's only $10 a ticket, that's $50. So you're already cutting me from the theater to there. So that's, you know, lowering my return on what I've put forth the work and the effort and my own money into. Yeah. So you're going to lose the experience of those great movies that we've come to love, come to enjoy, whether it be oh, summertime yeah. Yeah, block I don't want it to go away. I think we're agreeing. Yeah. I, we agree yeah, oh, with Scorsese yeah. generally. Yeah, no, I think I think yeah, that to me that you know streaming is great. I just don't think streaming is the way to go for immediate release gratification for the consumer. I think that it, the theater should still take precedent. In that, if you want to see a movie that that, go to the theater. Sure, it might not be right now with COVID and everything, but once that is solved and it you know that tails off and things hopefully get back to a seemingly normal pace, go to the theaters. And then if you go to the theater. Have to wait a couple months to have it go on to streaming. Maybe not right. as long as some movies wait, make you wait for like a DVD release. But it, whether it be two months, you have to be able to like, okay, do I want to go to the theater? If not, all right, I'm going to have to sacrifice that with the two months time to then see it at my own house. Right. I don't. And think then you the, still might have to pay it. So I don't know. I don't think theaters are going to be ever the same way that Scorsese is saying they'll be. They'll still be huge blockbusters, and people are going to go out in droves to see those once COVID mm-hmm. clears up. But it's never going to be like every movie is going to be in the theater and it's going to have that experience. And he just has to accept that. And he comes off a bit pretentious when he said that, which was a couple of years ago. And, you know, I get film history is important, but average people don't get shit about that. Right. So, yeah. um, So it just comes off as a bit pretentious. Um, But who cares? You know, if you go to the movie and it's, uh, or no, no, you don't go to the theater and you're watching it streaming. Uh, People are still connecting with the story. So that's the basic thing about movies. Yeah, I think you lose a little bit of the experience by streaming, but you still get to watch the overall product with the, in terms of the story, the characters, the message that you're trying to send. Um, as yeah. long as, like I said, unless it's like a technical feature, kind of like how Gravity was, where you lose a little bit of the message by not seeing it yeah. because you don't get that feeling of immense loneliness yeah. Yeah. in the theater. But but you but you still get to you know connect with the story, the connect with the characters at the, for the most part. So yeah, so you're you're never gonna have it be a hundred percent one or the other. I don't think, mm-hmm. and unfortunately, I think that if it were to go one hundred percent to one thing, I think streaming obviously has the upper hand at this point because it would be so much easier. Yeah, 
uh, to switch it over to streaming because everybody's dipping their hands. Everybody has a streaming service now. Everybody's getting in on that game, yeah. whereas not everybody has the ability to have the movie theater, you know, option. And I was exactly going to say this that too as well. He doesn't mention that older movies are more accessible than ever right now. You can go online and rent a freaking 1930, you know, silent movie. Um, yeah. And he even goes onto Netflix. He did The Irishman on Netflix. So oh, yeah. He relented, and <laughs> you just got to accept the change of the times and the platforms. What you know, it's just the way it is. But also, mm-hmm. yeah, like YouTube and Vimeo or Vimeo um, has made it easier than ever to make your own movies. So it's like you can't. Yeah. That that content argument is hard because there's still art being made out there. You know. Yeah, it's just not on your traditional platforms and yeah. your traditional way of making it yeah. but that does, that shouldn't necessarily take away from the ideas that are being put into to production and right. you know on whatever scale it is whether it be a multi-million dollar project or you know just a couple hundred bucks put down and yeah. you know some you know second rate editing software right. something like that right. you know but right. either way that's kind of what I'm going to mention later about the movie review um, mm-hmm. so <laughs> I just wanted to add this because I heard about this before. I don't know if you did. Um, he used, he said that Marvel movies were not cinema, comparing them to theme park rides. Oh. I wanted to get your opinion on that because I know you're a Marvel fan. I, I love Marvel movies, so I don't, I'm not on his side with that. I love... Do you think it's like film, uh, like it should be taken as seriously as what say, oh, I don't know, Citizen Kane or something like that? I mean, I think that those are... T- in a way that's comparing apples to oranges, you have, like you said, you have blockbuster films and you have the artsy films. Yeah. Yes, they are in the same arena, but they're not always, you know, comparable in terms of the aspects that they highlight on. You know, you have these blockbuster, the the, the comic book films, the superhero films, are based off of a source material that, yes, it, it is going to be based off of the comic books that you grow up, you know, that people grow up reading. It's all the action. That's what comic books are. So having it come to life on the on the screen is the you know they they take their own little you know views and their own little twists on the source material, but at the same time you have to think like Citizen Kane isn't being made from that same source material. So Citizen Kane can be appreciated for something completely different than what a Marvel movie would be appreciated for. I get what you're saying. So, so my question would be: Can you appreciate Marvel movies as film art, though? Like. Is there, is there a way to the formula that makes it worth being considered seriously? Because all of them are the same. Let's face the facts here. They're, they're all yeah. about an origin story about superheroes until they all come together. Well, how, yeah. that's a cinematic universe. But I mean, I think that you can appreciate them and how well they execute what they're trying to do. Sure. So, you know, you're not going to appreciate it, maybe the overall, the underlying story that's as original as maybe like a Citizen Kane story is, mm-hmm. that, that that piece is made from somebody's original idea. Right, right. But like anything that's like more of like an, I guess, an original story, it's tougher to compare that to because, yes, like the original story is always going to have that little bit of that unique X factor that's going to put it up over that source material type of uh, origin. Mm-hmm. So, you know, how are you going to, like, how can you sit there and say, well, I appreciate this, that these movie makers made this movie based off of somebody else's idea, whereas this movie was made based off of 
the same person's idea and they made it into what they originally intended it to be. Okay. So I think that you can appreciate the Marvel movies or the you know the superhero movies or whatever for how they execute the original story and maybe how they do their own twist or how well they do it. But okay, in so terms you're talking of, about adapting the source material. Yeah, but like as as far as though like appreciating the film, like the original screenplays or whatever the like you said like the 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 non blockbusters the non superhero ones right. are always going to have that factor of like okay it's going to have that leg up in terms of how well can you appreciate the movie itself I guess yeah and so yeah I think I, I don't so know I, man because it, it's entertaining movies like that are so much different and they all again they follow a formula and you're exactly right it's how they execute it um I mean, but, but people enjoy them, so can't knock. Yeah, that. and and like I said, I mean, without them, you have. I think you find yourself in a in a situation where movies are struggling even more because you have less people sending that revenue into the movie industry. Whether it yeah. be you know, like the like you said, the droves of people go to see the the blockbusters, the Transformers, you know, that type of stuff, and the which theaters, kind of that, which kind of sucks because that's what only theaters are going to be for now. Yeah, yeah, but I mean. As much and as much as the you know the art pieces, they want to say that oh we're better than these blockbuster films. I don't think you can really have one without the other. You need the blockbusters to be able to drive the success or to encourage people to go and help make those art pieces a success. Because you're like oh well I went to the movies, I enjoyed the experience that I had with this superhero film or this blockbuster film. I enjoyed that experience. Let me go back and enjoy the experience on a movie that maybe that I wouldn't have ever expected to have wanted to go see. But I enjoyed the experience for this, so maybe I'll enjoy the experience for this movie that is still interesting to me, and I'll go pay the money to go see it. Yeah, the thing is, though, studios are, studios are so audience-driven, they'll keep making of what people are going to see. They're not yeah. going to take as many risks unless a filmmaker you know, makes a blockbuster and he's like, all right, I'm going to do something different. And I'm right, going to put right, this right. out there. So I don't know, man. It's all a business. It's all yeah. a business. I mean, there's no, there's no hundred percent guarantee that that any movie that's made will be a success. It's always a risk at that point, but I mean, you know, you just have to keep hoping that the movie makers enjoy doing what they do enough, sure. as, aside from the money, sure. that they we still have an opportunity to go experience these things. But we do, I think, need the the streaming service to not take over because once that goes, then we're gonna. I think there might be a dip in quality in amount of movies that are being made and the quality of the movies that are being made because just, let's face it, money drives quality. The more money you spend typically is going to mean the better quality you're going to get. And I'm not talking about acting. I'm talking about, well, and acting does cost well, I, money. I, I would disagree with that a little bit. Yeah, like, I, I, mean, like, I like smaller in, films, though. So. Right, but like in terms of like if you're going for special effects or something like yeah, that. Definitely. You're the best. The best thing you're going to need is money. And if, you know, whatever... You know, if I want to get the best of the best, um, you know, stage production or whatever else I need to have for, for um, How you know, you. for every aspect of, for every employee on the set, if I want the best of the best, I'm gonna need more money to pay those best because they're gonna they're gonna demand sure. the best okay. type of pay. So, in terms of an entire production, the more money you have, typically you're gonna have just a better chance at having a successful movie. That's not to say though that you know low production no, know. These, can't these make great movies. Millions and millions of dollars behind a crap and, idea. Oh yeah, and then those will those will turn out as crap movies. Yeah, and and that that would completely destroy my point. I'm just saying, like, in terms of probability, 
the more money you have typically will lead to a better chance at having a better movie. It's a gamble. But you have, it's a yeah, gamble. always a gamble. So, so I have another quote here from Spielberg, kind of going off um, the whole thing we're talking about. So he says, I hope all of us really continue to believe that the greatest contributions we can make as filmmakers is to give audiences the motion picture theatrical experience. I'm a firm believer that movie theaters need to be around forever. And for context, he said this after um, Roma won all those Academy Awards and Mm -hmm. it was released on streaming, but they put it in theaters for a week just to get it eligible for the Academy Awards. So he was Mm -hmm. kind of pissed off about that. Right. Um, So that's interesting to me because I don't know. Roma is a great movie. I like it a lot. But did I need to see it in a theater? I I don't think so. (laughs) I mean... Mm -hmm. Right. So it's just, like I said, I'm down the middle with this. So he's just mad that this movie from a different platform got all this accolades that, you know, that uh, that wasn't viewed in a theater, you know? Mm-hmm. So. Right. Yeah. I mean, I get, like, like I said, I get, I get the argument from both sides, but I, I'll always feel like I'm leaning more towards the movie theater side just because I've been an avid movie goer for a while now. I mean, obviously, like you said, like COVID kind of knocked me down off of that um, just because of, one, theaters being closed, and two, movies even being released in theaters. So, um, but I, like, I, like I said, I, I get the, the aspect of, all right, it's safer to have the streaming services. Um, if you're going to watch a new movie, it's safer to watch it at your home than to go out while everything's being solved. I think Spielberg um, should embrace streaming a little bit, though, like Scorsese did. Because he's going to get these more personal films out on streaming. I mean, he still makes pretty big movies, but if you want mm-hmm. something a bit smaller, then you have a better avenue for it than trying to, you know, get, right. a, I don't know, a, a billion dollars back from it, uh, putting it in the theaters. Right. But I don't know, yeah. It, it's just, you. I guess we just don't want, like I said, we don't want it to be 100% one or the other. Hopefully, you know, the movie makers have the option. Yeah. To do it one way or the other. Yeah. And I think that's the scary part is that if everything does go streaming, everything's going to be streaming. And then at that point, then the streaming services kind of dictate how much the movie makers can make off of these movies because willing to pay mm-hmm. for, you know, the streaming service to to present their movie. I don't know. That's a whole other topic, though. Like, at that point, thinking about where the power then lies in terms of the movie releases and all the, that type of stuff. The way Scorsese so. and Spielberg view um, movies in theaters, I think, is dying. But I, I don't think the theaters are going to go away in general. So. Yeah, I, I mean, I'll be surprised if it does hundred like completely go away. But I think that it'll, it'll take a little bit of a hit. You know, once everything go, does go back to normal, I still don't think it'll be ever back to the, what it used to be before COVID. Um and maybe they'll but hopefully they tread enough water and they can kind of reestablish themselves in a way that maybe isn't the same as the old but is still in a significant amount of a way that you know people can still go to the movies enough and feel like there's still enough access to movie theater movies as opposed to just streaming movies so okay so i think that's a pretty yeah. good way to end that discussion yeah yeah so we were um, really uh arguing against each other. No. Yeah, we're just kind of I think put it like point like just saying points for the listeners or yeah. viewers to just kind of think about that. and yeah, yeah. yeah. And and hey, listeners, viewers, if you guys weigh in. Want to yeah, weigh in. What do you prefer? Do you prefer 
movies to go full streaming? Do you prefer the movie theater experience? What you know? What say you? So what just let you? us know. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So the next so. thing I wanted to go to here is um, we both watched a movie for the movie group this weekend. Why not? Let's review it on on the podcast. Yeah. So it was the movie called Creep. It's streaming on Netflix. Uh, made in 2014. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to get your thoughts on it. Just to start out, it's directed by Patrick Bryce, who also pray, plays one of the main characters, Aaron. And then Jay okay. Duplass uh, plays Joseph, the other right. character. And spoilers ahead if you... Yeah, yeah if you've it. never seen it and you want to watch it, yeah, pause now. Go watch it. It's it's actually a very quick movie. I think it's an hour, an hour and fifteen and minutes. Yeah, no, not yeah. even. Yeah. So. Yeah. Maybe I'll put like a timestamp where you can skip to the next part. Okay. Um, That's good but twenty fourteen was pretty long ago. All right. But, yeah. Um. So yeah, the 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 writers and the director both play the main characters. Uh, Jay Duplass is uh, big in the indie scene. Uh, usually plays quirky characters and makes indie movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to get your thoughts on it first. Go ahead. Uh, geez. So, this movie it it played right into the title. It was just a very creepy movie. So, um, our understanding was that it was supposed to be a psychological thriller, right? Yeah, in a in a sense, yes. Uh, I didn't the way know if that I was our... getting into a horror movie or what exactly what was going on. Right. I didn't I didn't watch the trailer or anything yeah, for it. I just saw that that was something of like um. It was like, you know, the, the Craigslist idea of, hey, you're meeting up with this stranger for a set oh, amount yeah. of money, and you yeah. don't know what you're doing. Yeah. Um, but That's funny you mentioned that. I'll, I'll tell you, though, like, that was, like, halfway through the movie, even beforehand. Like, it's just, it's an it almost like an unnecessary sense of anxiety when you're watching it. You're like, holy crap, like, I'm not on the edge of my seat, but I feel like I'm just about on the edge of my seat. Like, what the heck is this guy going to do next? <laughs> Because the guy was a creep. He was so creepy. It was so weird. And um, and yeah, so I mean, in that sense, I will say that it did a good job of keeping me intent, like keeping me focused on the, I guess, the well-being of, uh, of Aaron's character, which I guess you would say the main protagonist of the film. I guess. Um, yeah. Even if you could even say that there's a protagonist, <laughs> um, just kind of like the... The, the person that happened to answer the ad. Um, right, right. Uh, I got a very... Um, at some points in the movie, I got very uh, paranormal activity type vibes from... I could see that. Um, with, you know, it's all found footage. So for those of you not knowing it, it's a very found footage. It's, you know, you know handheld type camera type of, uh, type of viewing. So a lot of horror you, movies are like that for some reason. Yeah. Um, so any of the darker scenes where it was like, you know, dimly lit or anything like that, or so just quiet and you feel like you're there with the guy, you're like, holy crap. Um, like when, when Joseph runs downstairs, that was creepy to me. <laughs> you're just standing there with the mask on. It was just a weird, it yeah. was a weird movie. Yeah. Um, so I did enjoy that. My biggest issue was the ending. You didn't like the ending? The ending I didn't like with how it ended up for Aaron because I felt like he was a huge idiot. Right. I was like, you were so, like, you weren't necessarily the smartest throughout the movie, but you were smarter than that. 
So, I had the same criticism there. Um, personally, I thought Aaron wasn't even an interesting character at all. Right. <laughs> but I guess right. he didn't need to be for this type of movie. Right. So he's just the, the guy behind the camera, just like a normal person. But, yeah, through most of the movie, he falls for Joseph's lies. Like, he's yeah. pretty stupid. Yeah. <laughs> Why should I root for him if he's that dumb, you know? So, right. Especially towards the end, I was like, all right, well. But the only redeeming factor by that is um, Joseph even points it out. He calls attention to it. He's like, he's stupid. Like, why would he, like, not look behind him? So right. I thought that was interesting. But, yeah, it, like, that was one of my criticisms as well. But... Yeah, I mean, I was like, when you see the – when um, Joseph makes the film, the last film, and he's, like, videoing around him, like, oh, it's a public place, there's no places that – he could have been hiding. Yeah. And it shows Aaron by the bench, and he's, like, literally, like, he looks around 360 degrees, like, twice. Yeah. He hears the chainsaw, looks again, and then where would have Joseph been, even been? There's one tree. There's a single tree, and it wasn't even that big of a tree. I thought it was kind of predictable. I was expecting the axe to come out, to come out at some point. Yeah. But. And part of me was like, all right, is, is Aaron going to turn around? Like, yeah. there's no way he's being this silent, oh, but... Because... He truly believed that Joseph was a good person. Yeah. And then just the boom. Like, it took forever. Like, that, you're like, all right, wait, is he actually going to? Is he actually going to do it? I love it. And oh then he actually God. does great. it. He kind of, like, creeps up behind him with the axe. I think it's yeah. Great. So, he I does, mean, he, it he was... He does it like, like something out of um, a Looney Tunes cartoon or something like that. Yeah. Like, creeping almost. up. Like... Yeah. He's just... He, he lives on with his erratic uh, <laughs> behavior. So... I don't know. I'm so conflicted on what my rating should be because, like, I talk about it and I'm like, okay, they did a good job. But then it's like the ending. I'm just, how did he not turn around? How did he not he feel still freaked Joseph out? Was a good person. No, I, it's it's pretty stupid. <laughs> but like I said, the redeeming factor is that Joseph calls him out on it. Right, but. right. So how about you? What are what are you? How did you feel when you were? <laughs> I thought it was hilarious, <laughs> and it's intentionally <laughs> supposed to be that way. Um, like with all the jump scares, he's no, like, not "Oh, gotcha again." That's how Joseph acts. Like <laughs> through the first half hour of the movie, it just seems like he was messing with Aaron as much as possible. And it was like something we would do when we're acting weird. It just made me laugh. <laughs> he's like the tubby time was weird. <laughs> <laughs> then he like is running ahead of him and then just jumps out at him like three different times on that trail. Yeah. I I thought it was funny. So, I thought Jay Duplass did a really good job with the character. Um, like, he gives it enough, I guess, in ambiguity and, uh -huh. like, humor to make it interesting and to follow it. Um, yeah, he's definitely weird. <laughs> it wasn't particularly scary to me. Right. I, he's not super threatening, I would say. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, not threatening. Just I think more of his mindset and his, yeah. his st mental stability is what's threatening. The only two things I didn't I didn't really jump at any of the scares or yeah the jump scares, but mm -hmm. the, the two like uh, I guess frames or images that stood out to me. There's this there's a part where he's standing at the top of the stairs and the only practical light is a porch light behind him. Yes, and he's just standing there. I thought that was uh, a good image. And then right. the other one is the obvious one where it's towards the end of two-thirds of the way where he's standing in front of the door with the mask on. 
Right. It's like, it's like are you trying to scare me? It's just like, yeah, so that, <laughs> yeah. that was the creepiest part to me. Mm -hmm. uh, I wish there was more of that. I wish there was more stuff that made him seem like evil, you know? Right. And more, right. Like I said, more threatening instead of just this weird guy. <laughs> <laughs> he was just a freak. He was a creep. He was actually a creep. And um, I guess the, the other the other part that I I wasn't really sure about was the whole part with the sister on the yeah, phone. That's another criticism I had. Like, is she an accomplice? They never like, come back to her. Yeah. I was like, she tells him to get out, but never says why. And like she had to have known then what the brother did. Otherwise, why would she be saying you need to get out of there? Yeah. So like at that point, is she an accomplice or is she just the worst possible person yeah. to raise a red flag for you? It's definitely a plot hole, I think. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. I do like that we don't really know for certain anything about Joseph other than Angela is related to him, I guess. Right. Because uh, he, he's a chronic, a chronic liar. So yeah. anything he said like, oh, I used to be an actor, that didn't work out, that might be a lie like towards the end. Um, yeah. So I kind of like he's this faceless predator. I guess. Yeah, you, cops couldn't ever trace him to anything because yeah. you don't really know. Like even when uh, Aaron tried to call the cops, he's like he had no information on him. Uh -huh. And then at and the he, end, he's he just like makes up another name. Now he's Bill, so he can yep. be anyone. So I I like that a lot. That it's like we don't know anything about. Him. He's just this yeah. Guy. He could be anybody. Mm -hmm. So that was interesting to me. Yeah. Um. Also, th the thing with found footage movies is why do they keep filming during all of it? That's just a, a, a criticism of the genre, you know? Right, right. There's the part where he's trying to get the keys. I was like, why are you filming? Just get your ass out of there. Like, there's no point. Right, the, yeah. The movie wouldn't exist unless he kept right. filming. Right, right. So, but there is a few moments where they kind of play with your expectations about the genre. Because there's like I think two scenes where you think you're watching something, but it pulls back, and they're watching it. So I right. really like that. Yeah. Um, other than that, uh, you can tell it was a low budget movie, mm -hmm. obviously. Yeah. Uh, and I I put all this is a, I'm basically reading off my review, but um, <laughs> uh, they definitely just came up with this idea about like somebody on Craigslist like uh, putting out an ad and. Just like, okay, let's go film this right now. Yeah. And yeah. that's why I respect it in that sort of way. Um, mm -hmm. And I think it was effective for what it was, you know? Yeah. This no-budget, like, <laughs> darkly humorous, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, cre creepy movie. Right, right. Um, so th what was weird is I saw a while back on Rotten Tomatoes, Creep 2. Okay. Uh -huh. And it had really good ratings, so I was like, oh, this must be good. And it's, it's like, after seeing this, I'm like, where else could they take this story? But right. I guess just from looking at the reviews, it's like, oh, they play up the humor even more. Like, there's a, probably better acting. Because let's face the fact, Aaron wasn't a, the greatest actor either. That's right, partly, right, why, right. partly why I wasn't very interested in him. Mm -hmm. Right. I, like I said, it works for what it is. It's a no-budget, like, on-the-fly movie. Right. Kind of like Blair Witch or something like that, but yeah, that's another one that it's kind of it felt like Blair Witchy at times with the dark uh, lighting and all that type of more so paranormal activity, just because it's inside the house as opposed to lesser outside. But yeah, I think that they did a good job with 
like you said, like low budget, but they took like a very relatable idea of, you know, everybody knows about Craigslist. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a general rule of thumb that you follow with Craigslist. You don't usually want to go meet anybody on Craigslist alone. And this is kind of a story as to what could possibly happen if you do. So Yeah, so the main takeaway I got from it was surprisingly funnier than I thought it was be going to be. And I'm interested in watching the second one, if there's okay. more of that. Because I, th- right. I thought it was great. I was great. <laughs> yeah, so... Especially I the mean, first half hour. It kind of lulls in, in the middle, and it tries to tread this line between having that weird, funny humor and then uh, trying to be scary at the same time, which right. I wasn't invested in the scary parts as much. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but I do like weird things, so... <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, this is... If you like weird things, definitely check this movie out. It was it was weird, to say the least. <laughs> Is no, the I, character I was thinking was after weird. this, I might watch the second one. Yeah? Because uh, I did just look on the, what is it, the thumbnail on Netflix, and mm. it, it looks like there's a girl character he's targeting this time. Yeah, I saw I saw the description, the like two-sentence description. It's like, yeah, this girl uh, responds to an ad, and like she thinks that he's the man of her dreams until something comes sinister comes out or something so I, like that. I think that would be an interesting dy- dynamic that they can play with, but uh, yeah, I, th- it was, I don't know, because it's, towards the end, um, where, he, where he's like basically in love with him, I guess, is the implication yeah. here. He <laughs> this comes is off, weird. He, he comes off like so straight-faced about it. And, like, yeah. Kind of normal, you know, like that towards that end. Uh, yeah. He's like, how did you not turn around? But you made me, you're the greatest human being in the world. You thought I was good. No matter what I did to you, you kept thinking I was good. <laughs> he says it so, like, yeah, so seriously. Yeah, it's yeah, weird. Yeah, yeah. So it was so uh, kind of unrealistic, but mm-hmm. I, like the first half hour especially, I thought it was funny. <laughs> so he just like starts running out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, just he first goes upstairs and says, "Let's get in the tub," and he's like, "That was I just probably, really well, I, I strange." Think it's intentionally supposed to be funny, I right? So. Right. Yeah. All so. right. So that's I'm gonna give it a four out of five. Oh wow! Yeah. Just like See, I said, for the the humor I found and the respect I had for it as a no budget movie. Right. So. Right. Mine. I was I keep going between three point seven five and four. But. Okay, mine. I I've been going like the more I think about it, it's so, like the ending. I'm just so mad at how stupid he was. Just the fact that he doesn't turn around, and I'm like, I don't care that he died. It's just like how he died. And like he was right there for like two minutes. It it's takes him to come up and kill him. I'm saying because he fell for all the lies throughout the movie. Yeah, He's a I guess ass. like but, yeah. yeah. I'm like I keep going I keep going to kind of in between like a three and a three five, so I don't really know. I think I I can't say it until it's t- my time to review. I don't, it's gonna. Get I don't know what it's gonna be. It's gonna get. Oh, murdered. I think I think it will. I don't. Yeah. Like, I'm pretty sure. Like, we're not Megan supposed to pick th- scary movies. I yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I don't I don't know. I'm assuming that more of the girls won't enjoy it, and then I don't oh, know no, though. I, like, I, I really enjoyed it actually more than yeah. I thought I was going to. So, I mean, hey, it got a, you said a four out of you, so that's pretty good. And, I mean, I'm not going under a three. For what it was, so. I know what the, like I said, we were going back to intent here. They made it on the fly. Like, I didn't think, uh, it, was, it wasn't made for Netflix, but just, like, they probably sent it to a couple of film festivals or something. 
then right. it got picked up by Netflix. So yeah, so, I mean, hey, I'm. It's one of those movies that I definitely wouldn't have watched as right. I scrolled by without it being in the movie group that we have. And I'm. I mean, I'm glad that I was able to watch it because it was an interesting movie. Like. It was entertaining. It kept me entertained. So that's really... Like I said, toward the middle when it tries to be more scary, it kind of lost me a bit. Yeah. But... Yeah, I was, you know, with, like, the packages and stuff like that, did get a little bit of, like, okay, where is this going? It still subverted expectations because when, after that point, you think the bags are a body. Right. And it keeps going after that, which was cool. But I don't think they had, like, a very structured story here they're just like all right let's just go out there right right so i, I don't do, know I do well, like I'll see. The, towards the be- beginning like the cool thing about found footage is it sets up uh, the stage basically because he goes through the house while filming and so you know where mm-hmm. they're gonna be later it's kind of like paranormal activity where it uh where, yeah it establishes the setting you know yeah yeah um so I was like, okay, he's setting up what we're going to be seeing later, basically. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I, I don't think it was a bad movie by any stretch. But I, I don't know what I'll give it a rating. I'm yeah, like still I said, kind I was, of, as I think about it more. Uh, the more I thought about it, the more I liked it for what it was. That's why I'm giving mm-hmm. it a four. Uh, okay. I can definitely see why you wouldn't like it as much. but. Right. I mean, like I said, I didn't dislike it. So it's not, I'm not going anywhere under a three. I'm not strongly opinionated about it. I enjoyed it. Right. But. Right. No, I mean, I can I can see why, you know, the points you've made about why you enjoyed it. I was like, yeah, those are fair points. So. And I think I'm going to watch the second one. So. There you go. All so right. so that, that's Creep. Go watch it if you want it. Yeah. want to see it. Um, so now let's move on to, uh, I guess, the weird side of the show. Yeah, the weird side of the show. Um, we, 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 we have we just... Joseph calling in from Creep. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine? He calls it and he is his character. Okay. Him, Bill Gill. Uh. Right. <laughs> He'll get them all. All the round table. Okay, so we're not going to spend as much time on the weird stuff. We are going to call this segment One Weird Thing. Yeah, where we each bring one weird thing to the other's attention. Okay. I want to see your what attention. yours is. You what? I want to see what yours is first. All right, so you want me to go first? Okay, so I found this headline... And I kind of did what you do, where it's like it, it it's just a funny headline. So here's where it says, "Half-eaten sausage solves nine-year-old German burglary." What? <laughs> Half-eaten sausage. Half-eaten sausage. Wait, so solves... oh, I got it. I got an idea of this. So the burglar just couldn't resist. There's a sausage out on the counter <laughs> while he's in the house. He's like, "Oh man, that looks good. I'm hungry. I didn't eat before this." So he takes a bite. They have his DNA now, but he just could not resist that juicy, delicious sausage <laughs> sitting on the counter. Yeah, no, actually, it was the sausage itself solves the burglary. Oh, you're, so, you're, you're thinking that the sausage can talk. <laughs> it's like, so the, the burglar doesn't know that, though. So it comes in. It comes in. This heavy and sausage is like, I saw everything. <laughs> the police come in, and they're like looking around. And she's like, the sausage just speaks up. I've got it all figured out. <laughs> no, actually, you are you are close as to what happened. Did you so, seriously uh, take a bite? Like, no, not that, but you'll see. So uh, this this happened in Berlin, um, and and German police 
say they have solved a nine-year-old burglary after DNA found on a half-eaten piece of sausage matched that of a man detained in France over an unrelated crime. So police in the western town of Schwelm said Thursday that the sausage belonged to the victim, and the suspect, a 30-year-old Albanian citizen, appeared to have helped himself to a bite during the March 2012 break-in. So he did! Oh my god, what did that Oh my gosh, I didn't even read all the way through on that, but he did! He actually, during the break-in, he ate part of the sausage. Dude, he was so hungry, he could not <laughs> hold it in. So, it wasn't clear what type of sausage, oh. known in Germany as worst, the burglar had nibbled. Though police said it was a hard variety. <laughs> Investigators were recently alerted that French police had taken a matching DNA sample from a man involved in a violent crime. Uh, but Schwamm police said the suspect remains free and, in the worst case, okay, <laughs> come, on, come on, he may have escaped punishment. <laughs> Do not leave any sausages on your counter. <laughs> they are in danger. I, I cannot believe this. They they spelled it W U R S T <laughs> and they did not put any apostrophes around it or quotation marks around it. It's just spelled <laughs> and in the worst case. <laughs> That's how the ripe one was too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, be, uh, sausages beware. Beware. Um, <laughs> So it says the statute of limitations on the burglary has expired, meaning he will likely not be extradited to Germany. So he's still out there. He got away. That's scary. As 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 Mr. Incredible said, he got away. That's scarier than anything in Creep, honestly. <laughs> yeah. A, a German burglar out. Sausage. Are you kidding me? <laughs> it just takes a nibble. <laughs> like like the worst part is that if I was looking forward to that, I can't even eat it now because it's like, oh, who took a bite out of this? Like at least eat the whole thing so I'm not even teased by it. Yeah. But like you left a like you just took a bite. I wonder if that says something about like how he's so comfortable about making these burglaries and that he'll never get caught. There's like, yeah. oh, I'll just take a bite out of this and never catch me. No, it's, it's a, a clue. It's like, it's I'll a clue. catch it's me a calling, it, It's a calling card. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Everywhere he's gone, he leaves a happy in something. That would happen to be a sausage. No, it's always sausage. He only plays on sausages. Always... <laughs> he's looking around in somebody's home. Come on, there's got to be sausage here. He's like, dang it, it's still frozen. He cooks it up. Yeah, <laughs> takes, a, takes a bite out of it and then just leaves the rest. Oh my gosh. The sausage burglar. What a turn of events that it, you had it nailed. You had <laughs> I wasn't it right. It to be true. Me, me neither. I was like, oh, I, I saw the part about the DNA, so I was like, oh, they just matched it. But then, yeah, I guess when he actually did the burglary, he he ate a half eaten sausage. That is so. definitely weird. Yeah. Thank you the for bringing weird. that to my attention. <laughs> You're welcome. I hope everybody, you know, keeps well, track yeah, of your now, sausages. Yeah, this important information. Watch out it for is. your sausages. He's out there. Just make sure know. you finish your sausages. Don't leave them yeah. out. Yeah. You know, he if he's going to burglarize you, at least he won't get your sausage. So. <laughs> All right. So, you know, you know what I got. It's the usual. It's, it's the, the usual. usual. The usual. <laughs> the You're too much. This is too much. It's too much. Too much. Okay. <laughs> Turkey storms into and destroys dentist's office. <laughs> <laughs> just storms that he's in there with a vengeance. <laughs> I'm 
storms in. Like, seems like he's stomping around. He was belligerent, non cooperative, <laughs> loud. And was it like smelly or something? Or, or unclean? <laughs> yeah, something like that. Foul smelling or something like that. Foul smelling and doesn't listen to commands <laughs> and instructions. Doesn't leave. <laughs> okay. The large bird reportedly caused significant damage to the dentist's waiting room. Oh. <laughs> reportedly. <laughs> so we're not, it's not been confirmed, just on, based on reports. I they show a picture of a turkey. Just <laughs> <laughs> no one loves going to the dentist, but this is a bit of an overreaction. <laughs> wow. Storming in. He really personify the turkey. <laughs> this is a bit of an overreaction by the turkey. It's like, come on, I mean, everybody hates it, but that's too much, you know? <laughs> or you don't see us destroy their lobbies. Too much. Just... <laughs> he pulls out the gun. <laughs> too much. A turkey reportedly made a bit of a mess at a dentist's office in California. Apparently, the animal was known to hang out near the building. It's a real loiterer, I guess. <laughs> a loiterer? He's a known conspirator, like a, a known associate of the, dentist like... the area. Yeah. Always <laughs> hanging out, taking drags of cigarettes outside the building. <laughs> He's a known local call. <laughs> Nobody likes him. Let's face the facts here. <laughs> Word got out. That's why he storms in. Although the workers at the office weren't prepared for it to come inside. <laughs> One of the managers of the dentist's office in Fair Oaks, California, says that she was having a normal day when out of nowhere, the bird crashed through the window. Out of the office? Through the window? <laughs> the bird crashed through the windows of the office. Oh my gosh. <laughs> how big is this turkey? I mean, turkeys are pretty big, though. Yeah, but, like, imagine how fast they'd have to be going to crash through a window. <laughs> Just imagine. <laughs> you see out there, like, dragging its feet. Like, it's going to charge up, and then... <laughs> Apparently, the bird entered with so much force that the woman thought the bird had been thrown into the building. <laughs> what if the turkey was... Check the sausage position. Donna McDonald is her name. No way. That name is not the most ridiculous part of this. Up. I just don't know. Donna McDonald? No way. She thought that the office got hit by a car at first. McDonald oh says that she found the bird stuck in the patient waiting area, which was thankfully empty at the time. Because who knows, people could have died. Yeah. We crash through it, like, <laughs> obliterates the person. Ah! <laughs> or it just explodes, it was hit so hard. According to the shocked woman, the turkey was scratching and clawing at the walls. It's <laughs> of trying to get out, it's just like... <laughs> it needs to be locked up, this turkey's out of its mind. <laughs> scratching and clawing. At the walls, like, I'm gonna take this place down. Causing a significant amount of damage. Down with the establishment. Call in the white coats. This is, this is it. It's the straight jacket, too. They come in with, like, a baster. Like... Oh, the, the white coats, too? It's like, we, we gotta take care of this. That's happened before. It's, it's... 
They come in with like a, uh, a like a stove top. They're like, all right, we're you're going down. <laughs> or not waste. Oh, okay. Animal control was called, although they reportedly had trouble wrangling the wild bird. Fortunately, the turkey was eventually captured and removed from the office. Thank God. Oh, good. <laughs> One animal expert theorized that the turkey may have seen its own reflection in the office's window and attacked. <laughs> Like it had been hanging out that whole time for months. <laughs> you looking at me? You look at me? He throws his cigarette down. You have a problem here? Charts up? Apparently, the turkey was part of a larger gaggle in its mating season for the birds, which would account for the potentially aggressive behavior. Mm. As for the waiting room, it will reportedly need the walls repaired and repainted. Also, shattered wow. glass reportedly ended up cutting up some of the chairs and would require deep cleaning to further remove. The, the explosion of the glass was that impactful that it cut up the chairs. Like, the, the shards of glass went... Like everyone, can you imagine? That means that when that happened, if people were in there, it would have, like, punctured their skin. Yeah, so thankfully nobody was in there. Yeah. Imagine that. That's... Death by turkey glass breaking. <laughs> Turkey is a murderer at the dentist's office. <laughs> wow. So I was not expecting it to be that much, but it did storm in. It, this yeah. The, I guess the most true, but it is reportedly. Yeah, reportedly <laughs> a lot of damage. Who knows? They might be, you know, ramping it up to make headlines. Okay, it says destroys. Did it really destroy? I guess it caused damage, but I don't know if it destroyed the yeah. office. Yeah. Yeah. But So both, 40... both were, like, pretty close to the headline of ours. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Like, did Donna McDonald? That's not. That's a made-up name. I know it. It's got it to be made up. Donna McDonald. No give me a break. Like, give me a break. All right. Oh so that's God. it for the weird things for today. Yeah, that was our one weird thing from each of us. Okay, so um, we're gonna introduce the winner of um, the last what, Kyle? The last who, what, when, why weird contest. So we're going to get here on the chat, and well, yeah, let's do it. All right. Emma, All right. welcome to the Greasy Monkey Show. Hello. We have a new guest. Finally. <laughs> yes. I'm finally here. Yeah. Yes, we were, we were surprised to see that you were the winner. I know we've already discussed on the show before how we thought it was going to be impossible. But I know. in Emma fashion, she conquered the impossible. I made it work. Yeah. Yes, I she mean, did. you're the one of three people that comment, so... I'm glad <laughs> we got a variety going here. Oh, I should yes. be the third person on. Yes. Right. So, of right. the, if there was anybody else as the third person, like, all right, something's wrong here. Yeah, so. I agree. Awesome. Um, yeah, so welcome. Um, yeah. Do you have I'm any, honored. Do you have what? Is that? I'm honored. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there you <laughs> go. This is a big honor, okay? This is the biggest, <laughs> best podcast in the world. I know. At I don't least. wear sunglasses when I go out in public now. Yeah. Right. People are going to be like, wait, Emma? <laughs> from GMS? From, from, from Greasy Monkey Show. No <laughs> <Yeah>. way. <laughs> no way. <laughs> well, no. we're glad to have you here. Um, as I've told you in person, there's literally, you can talk about anything. I understand you have something <laughs> that you might have prepared. Yes. And we are on the edge of our seat yes. to right. finally experience well, it. Well, I've been trying to think of something interesting. Mm-hmm. To discuss. Okay. Nope. And okay. also a little weird, but not too weird. So, oh, I, like okay. I don't know how into serial killers you guys are. 
But okay. I have a game. Okay. okay. It's two truths and a lie, but about serial killers. Okay. Ooh, okay. If All right. Yeah. So we're, oh, we're in a scary theme because we watch a scary movie for this show. So, yeah. Yeah. Let's keep going. Okay. This so if great. you want, there are popular people that can give you like a brief description of them before, I'm just to refresh your memory. Sure. Okay. Sure. So the first one is the probably the most popular, Ted Bundy. Okay. So just as a recap, he's an American serial killer who kidnapped, raped, and murdered numerous young women and girls um, during the 1970s. So after more than a decade of denials, he confessed to 30 homicides, but they believe there's a lot more. Okay. So the three facts are he kept the heads of some of the people he decapitated. Okay. One time he saved a child from drowning and he was in the Navy. Mm. I just watched the uh, Zac Efron movie. Mm -hmm. Did they say anything about the Navy? But I feel like maybe that he would have. Ah, this is tough. I, 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 ninety-nine percent sure he wasn't in the Navy. I'm gonna say my guess is that he didn't keep the heads of people. Is that your final answer? That's my final answer. Maybe <laughs> he was not in the Navy. He said uh -huh. he was. He said he was, but they could never find any record of his name. Darn. All right. Come on, All right. Kyle. I was like, He's I was a like, serial maybe... killer. You don't think he would keep the I heads? Know. Well, well, my thing was, I was like, right, that's the only like bad thing that was listed. So I was like, oh, maybe it's you know kind of like a red herring type thing. Oh, You're this is a you know an absolute moron. <laughs> I'm so an sorry. Amateur. I am. I am. All right. That was I'm just getting the rest off. That's all. Okay. What an amateur. Okay. Yeah, seriously. I know. <laughs> okay. No. The next one is John Wayne Gacy. Okay. Okay, so he was also an American serial killer and sex offender known as the Killer Clown who assaulted and murdered at least 33 young men and boys. He regularly performed at children's hospitals and charitable events as Pogo the Clown or Patches the Clown. So, wow. your three facts are, he was a member of a clown club called Jolly Joker, he was a manager of a fast food restaurant, and he was sentenced to death on 10 counts. So 10 death sentences. Uh, I am going to say he was not a manager of fast food place. Maybe they couldn't pin him on all the murders, so I'm thinking maybe it's that. Or he didn't have to be sentenced to death for all of them. Oh, that's true. He could have gotten other sentences. That's true. Yeah, What's I'm, I'm going to go with that one. Last one. Uh, 10 death sentences? Yeah. You're right. It was actually 12. Dang it. <laughs> it is good at a game for once. And I suck. I just have to put my mind into, you know, the mind of a serial killer. I think. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. And okay. it's his mind. It's his mind that allowed him to either get sentenced or not. It was right. like, if I could be him, what would it be? If I could be him, I would only get sentenced 12 times. Right, right. Right. <laughs> All right. All right. This is tough. I like it. Okay. I'm so good. At least for me, it's tough. The next one is Richard Ramirez. Okay. So um, he was also an American serial killer, serial rapist, kidnapper, pedophile, and burglar. Not a nice his highly, yeah, yeah, he's my favorite. <laughs> oh. His highly publicized home invasion and murder crime spree terrorized the residents of the greater Los Angeles area and later the residents of the San Francisco Bay area from June 1984 to August 1985. So okay. your three facts are he was identified by his victims by his teeth. He has a pentagram tattoo on the palm of his left hand, and he would study his victims' routines ahead of time. 
Hi, I've no idea. I I'm gonna guess he wasn't identified by his teeth. I'm gonna guess that too, because that's how Bundy got caught. Any particular reason or just because of that? <laughs> I think I think that if he got away with it that long, he had to have known what he was doing, so he was probably studying his victims so he knew when the best to do it. And then I the pentagram one is almost like it's like too specific of a thing. So I'm going with I'm going with the teeth thing. I think maybe they identified him like I, some I have other to way. go the same one. I have to go with the same one. You're both wrong. Damn. Oh. <laughs> what was um, the answer? He would pick his victims at random, entering houses if their doors or windows are open. Oh, what? Wow, that's crazy. I know. And he got and, away with it. Like that was like a year, a total of a year that he got away with all that. Yeah. Um. Wow. He his teeth were like famously really bad. So he has like a oh. well-known. He's like well-known for his smile. Gotcha. Yeah. This is that bad of a smile? Yeah. Wow. Like the Grinch. Wow. Mm-hmm. I would have. I would have thought for sure. Like you're getting away with that type of those type of crimes for that long. You had to have been doing your homework. That I know. Yeah. Home, seriously. But... <laughs> yeah. What do we know? Man, I'm zero for three. How does it feel, Dan, to be on the the incorrect? Oh, it feels boat great. Once? Oh my god. It's so <laughs> all the pressure of being perfect off. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I have one more. Ooh, okay. This one is Charles Manson. Oh, all right. So he's an American criminal and cult leader. In uh, 1967, he formed what became known as the Manson Family, a quasi-commune based in California. His followers committed a series of nine murders at four locations in July and August 1969. So, one, he was born without a name. His 26-year-old fiance wanted to display his dead body, but that was never carried out. Or he only actually killed one person, and he had his family do most of the killings. The last one's correct. I think. I think the last one's correct. He only killed one person. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure that's. Correct. Oh, or maybe it said he's killed only like two people. <laughs> but I want to say that the that the first. I think he had to have been born with. I think he was born with a name. Like I don't I'm, know. This I'm going to go with that one. He wasn't born with a name. All right. Well, I'm gonna do the. I'm gonna do just to be different. I'm gonna do the middle one with the uh, the body being displayed. Is that your final answers? Yeah. Those are. That's my final answer. You're both wrong. No way. <laughs> I, I knew it was a fact that he didn't carry out much of the killings. He never I, killed anyone. Yeah. You never killed anyone. That was the Mm-mm. fact. Dang it. He was born without a name. I think it said on his birth certificate it was no name Maddox or something like that. Oh. So technically, he didn't have a name until he was like 16. Wow. I, th- I was thought I thought he stabbed someone or something. I was like, maybe the guy died. I don't know. I don't know. It says uh, he never killed anyone. Wow. So I went 0 for 4. Dang it. <laughs> I thought for sure I would get one of them. Yeah. Hi, I thought you would do better at this. I know. I thought so too. But those were some good, like, two truths and a lie. They all seem believable to an extent. I was trying and... to make it, like, hard, but at least with people that are familiar. So you'd have some yeah. idea. Yeah. No, that was a good because like people that are listening and they're playing along we'll see how well they do yeah, i also game. don't want them to be like i don't want them to be completely depressing like <laughs> right right so i tried to find fun ones oh that was good those are good names i, I think i'd heard of everybody except the um the guy with the bad teeth oh really yeah there's i don't a, know if i'd ever heard of him there's a netflix documentary about him called i don't know 
Oh, I thought maybe you had like the title on on hand, but it's okay. I'm not yeah, branding I heard... for Netflix out here. They can right. do it themselves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I definitely had heard of like, you know, Ted Bundy, John Wayne Gacy, and um, Marilyn Manson. Or yeah. Charles Manson, I mean. Yeah. Marilyn Manson, the He's singer. Alive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, well, Ted Bundy's really famous here, I guess, because of yeah. his FFU killings. That's true. Oh. That's true. So we definitely know him around these parts. So you should have got that one right. I should have. I should have. I thought for sure. I was like, I don't know why. I was like, oh, maybe he was. He didn't keep the heads. No way. But <laughs> I was a fool. No way. Who would do that? Yeah. Who would? Is you know, it had to be a psycho to do that. Well, I did like at know. the end of the, uh, uh, I guess the fictional one that was Zac Efron. Uh, that really emphasizes the victims and like says their names and stuff at the end. So. Yeah. 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 Because it's a movie about a serial. You don't want to like glorify that. So no. Yeah. It's like a fine line between glorifying it and just getting the information out there. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Yeah. I did. I did like how like the movie does justice. Like when people are like, "How could people possibly fall for him and his act?" And it's like, well, if you see it through the victim's eyes, like he doesn't. You have that question of, all right, well, maybe he's actually not a monster, and then you. It's obviously revealed that he was. Yeah, like, like oh wow, guy. yeah, right, yeah. So that was that was, I think, a good a good nod to like defending the victims for, from the people that say like, oh, how could you possibly fall? Well, it's easier to just say that though when you're not in the situation too. Yeah, I started listening to it, but the same director did a documentary just about Bundy as well. It's called like Conversations with a Killer. It's about him just making all his confessions and stuff. Oh uh, wow. So I never finished it, but it's interesting. But in the mm. extremely, what's it called? Extremely wicked, incredibly vile, and no, it's like it's that. extremely yeah. rick, wicked, incredibly something and vile. Incredibly shocking. Incredibly shocking. Yes. So I thought it was interesting yes. how the judge at the end was still kind of like telling, "Oh, you could have had a like, you were a bright man, and you could have had a great future in, in like the court system and stuff." I, that was weird to me. Uh, but that's like at that point, really, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It's and, like wow, it's like such a waste. Like, oh, you were such a good guy. I'm like, no, but that's like, true. That's, that's exactly he's quoting the real judge. Yeah, and that was yeah, that's just weird. Uh, so well, while I was looking up back to this, I saw that he probably started killing people when he was in his early teens. Wow, that's, so, that's like right. at what point was he a good guy that like threw his life away if he was already doing that as a teen? Right. Yeah, I feel like you'd have to be like an oddball even before you did all the killings. Obviously, with like you know, starting with animals, I'm so assuming. Right. So, but yeah, that's man. Yeah, that was an interesting movie. But yeah. what did talk about a James Hetfield Metallica makes an appearance as the yeah the, sh- the cop that pulls him over. Oh, okay, man. <laughs> Talk about like it's it's so bad that serial killers are so interesting, but they are. And it's yeah, like, I mean that's, they, they capture the public's attention because it's so yeah. out there, and they could be out there, you know. So. It's true. It's true. So Yo, oh, I, I that. that was a that. fun game. Yeah, that was that was fun. Okay. I that. I'm glad I'm glad I did bad at it because I think that we've established <laughs> that when we do bad at games, it's more enjoyable more for the listeners yeah. than I like, oh, so. if I yeah. just knew right off the bat. Yeah. So I like the tough ones where I'm like, if I get one right, it's maybe one. Yeah, yeah so. like listening to you singing and Danny has no idea what you're doing was really entertaining. <laughs> <There> we- <laughs> See, it wasn't no as bad as Kyle thought it was, you know? I thought it was so <laughs> funny. 
But, I didn't yeah. know a single song either, so don't feel bad. Oh, wow. dang it. That's dang it. Now maybe I'm like, all Maybe water. one. Maybe one. <laughs> all tracked in my argument. <laughs> what? You're not a big Disney fan? I don't have anything against Disney. I just don't really like listen to the music in my free time, so I don't really know you see, lyrics. You see, I'm not the only one. I mean, I did used to listen to it a lot, though. <laughs> but not, oh, not anymore. Um, Man, I've I've had holes poked through my argument here. I'm losing water. <laughs> well, mean, thanks for having me. If yeah. you guys would have told me about the FSU memo, I could have matched. Oh, I know. I oh, I know. Yeah. Until we turned on the uh, until we turned on the uh, thing, I was about to wear my uh, my Patrick Star hoodie, and then I again. was closer. Yeah, Always again. I know. Every time. Yeah. Well, one time I wore my uh, Hufflepuff uh, sweater. Oh yeah. You know, one time I wore that and. So this one I'm wearing this. So maybe I'll wear an FSU outfit to watch the podcast. There okay. we go, and you can feel you like can, you're you feel like, like you're part of it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I know yeah. exactly. You don't even have to watch us. You can just like I know what they're wearing, and I already talked to them. So right. I'm part of this. I'm part of this. Right. So, exactly. Yeah. Would you have any parting <laughs> so, words about any of the podcast or like anything in general? Yeah, anything you want to say? Right. Shout outs, whatever you want to say. <laughs> Mike is yours. No, I have nothing to say. Nothing to I say. enjoy the podcast. I enjoy listening. Awesome. Well, we thank as you. Always, like, we did. always thank you for your support. Thank everybody that listens. It, yeah. Yeah. We're glad that well, you finally got on. I know. I'm glad I, made, I could make it work. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks well, again. Hopefully, yeah, we'll and, be uh, on again eventually. I know. Yeah. yeah. yeah we'll, we'll have another. We'll have another who, what, when, why weird. So yeah, stay tuned. Danny's going to try to post this today. Yeah. So. I'm always prepared. <laughs> there we go. All right. Thanks, All right. guys. All right. Bye, Emma. Thanks for being on. Bye. Bye. Thanks again, Emma, for that um, fun game. Yes, it was. I I enjoyed it. I'm glad I did. Like I said, I'm glad I did wrong or I did bad. How did you not get the wrong. first one right, though? Come on. Because like I said, I thought it was like a like a all right, this is too easy type of thing. Like because what was the easy. what was what was the what was the oh the navy? Because I remember I was originally like, was he actually part of the navy? There's and no then way. I was like, well that, well no, but I mean, you know, I was like, all right, that almost seemed like it was gonna be too easy for it. And then, but I'm glad I got it wrong. So it was fun. It was okay. a fun time. Yeah. So we're gonna move on to the next. The next. Who? What? When? Why? Weird. I guess this one isn't very separate, so I'll just say it all. Um, okay. <laughs> in this very disturbing GMS throwback. What were these absolute vicious creatures seeking out with a vengeance? Absolutely vicious creatures seeking out with a vengeance. So I'll repeat. Yeah. In this very disturbing GMS throwback, what were these absolutely vicious creatures seeking out with a vengeance? Common it. First one gets a guest spot. Yeah, you guys just saw it. You can bring on your own game if you want, or bring on whatever. We can talk always... about movies, we can talk about anything, really. Yeah, the spot is yours to structure as you please. So leave us the answer. Be the first. Right. So here we go. Here we go. Comments time. Let's go. Here we go. Comments. Here we go. So Get before getting for into the comments, before getting into um, the most recent episode, I wanted to just go through some of these comments you got on the unboxing video. <laughs> Wait, so you're going back to the unboxing? <laughs> because people are so stupid on it. It's just a couple. Oh my gosh. So that's the only video we get with outside viewers, except for like one um, about the, uh, the Hilar Hilaria Baldwin. That got the okay. outside attention, but nobody commented. 
Right. <laughs> the most recent one is by Killman that says, okay, this is about you and the laptop. Says, this is about me and the laptop, okay. No, 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 it's just, that's what the video is. Oh, okay. All it says is price, please. <laughs> price, please. <laughs> um, it was, I got it on discount because Walmart was late with their shipping, so it was like just over 500 I think. Is it just for just under? It's basically just just be safe, say five hundred. Right. Is it okay? This is by Con V. Is it made of plastic or metal outside? Um, I I saw that one before, and I I can't really tell. It's probably plastic. My guess is it's plastic, but it feels it's so cold to the touch. That might have like a thin metal layer, but it doesn't. If it is, it's very thin metal. Hmm. So my 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 safe bet is probably plastic, but I'm not positive. Mm-hmm. So it does, and I didn't see anything saying on the box. Okay, and this is probably the dumbest question: <laughs> Is it Windows? <laughs> is it Windows? <laughs> um, it is. I mean, it's Microsoft. No, dude. Like, there would be no other or, thing it'd be operating I mean, on. It's Windows. Well, yeah. Let me see. Oh, I don't know why I just closed out my screen. What Damn else, it. What, you what, might have to edit that out. What would it be? Uh, I don't know. What other options would it be? It would have to be Apple. There would other operating Oh, yeah, that's true. That? Yeah, yeah. So Linux? it's definitely... It's, <laughs> yeah, it's Linux. No, it's definitely Microsoft. Yeah, so Windows. I just thought that was funny. So, yeah. You get, like, the randomest questions on there. Um, that was that was weird. Do you want to read Megan's comment? Um, I have to pull it up real quick. Um, let's see here. Um, I have it up if you just want me to read it. I mean, yeah, you can, if you want. Is it? It's on our last yes. one. So LeBron let me... James is a, a colossal penguin is the name of it. Right. I see that it, we have four comments total. On that okay. One? Yeah. Oh shit. I oh, I think two of them are replies. Oh, okay, that's fine. Yeah. So all right. So I'll read Megan's. So Megan says, "Wow, guess who's back?" Insert back without me by Eminem. <laughs> um, I'm glad my absence was noted. However, I don't regret it. No one tells me to. Back off a bit without facing the consequences. Oh, That's a shot at you, Danny. <laughs> you know what? She can't handle a joke. <laughs> you know what? I it was sad that we didn't have one on the last episode. It is. I, I missed it. a recurring thing of Megan's yeah. comment, and you know I was kind of mad. Was, you know what? I was, was kind of pissed off. You know? But the best way to make a point is to make waves, and it's she true. made some waves. No. Ripples, at least. No, she killed the <laughs> podcast. She did. She lives and dies I didn't dies even want to do comments. it after no comments. Like, <laughs> Yeah. You're like, what's the point? <laughs> Who cares? All right, keep going. So, uh, in my time away, I was able to solve world hunger, global warming, and produce another podcast. What about you? I will oh. say, though, part of my heart was missing due to the lack of involvement in GMS. This is going to be a beast of a comment, so prepare yourselves. Oh, this is. All right, so going back two episodes, can we please laugh at the fact that Kyle was drinking a Bud Lightning on the, at the beginning? LOL. <laughs> I, I was I drinking was a Bud Lightning. I was kind of pissed off at that. This is a business. You don't drink on the job. Oh, I'm so sorry. Just, have I drank on the job? 
No. I don't know. Have you? You tell me. <laughs> Not this job. <laughs> <laughs> right. Other jobs, who knows? All right. Um, I appreciate that this episode's background intro song was You Got a Friend in Me. <laughs> Hashtag respect. <laughs> the really um, bad backtrack was like... <laughs> <laughs> and then it says uh, the audio quality of this episode less than sign. So is our audio not good? I think our audio is fine. Yeah. I don't We've know. had much worse audio yeah. quality before. <laughs> And then uh, Kyle singing Wicked songs, greater than sign, greater than sign. Maybe she means because it might have cut out a couple of times. And it... Maybe. It might have, yeah. And then I've got a question. First of all, how dare you guys add silly rules to the guest spot? Oh, like when we were going to talk about... It was like, just the... a suggestion. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Here's the thing. Here's the, the beauty about GMS. It's our podcast, our rules... That's our true. show, our rules. It is our we don't show. want a podcast and tell you the rules. <laughs> so yeah, that's true. So yeah, so we do what we want, but we appreciate the feedback. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, 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 it's ours. That's it. Don't ever yeah. comment again. <laughs> All right, and then back at it with the limericks too from the best NPR show, WWDTM. Oh, these are stolen. Are you kidding me? They're not even original <laughs> limericks. I guess not. All right. So until this darn COVID thing passes, this here tip might just help out the masses. Though everyone tries not to touch or rub eyes, it'll help if you put on some glasses. I'm guessing it's got to be what that. What else would it be? I don't think, I don't know. Masses. Molasses. <laughs> molasses. <laughs> so everybody should put on some molasses. No, I think describing glasses. things as like going as slow as molasses is funny. Like... <laughs> you're as slow as molasses. <laughs> like you're, I'm trying to say like how slow you are. Like you're dumb. You're as slower than molasses. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's funny. That is. All right. I'm not sure what that uh, um, headline is regarding, but it's got to be something with some type of glasses. Yeah. All right. Second one. On TikTok, I've seen some reports that say legs look good on and off courts. More guys have been seen with cute five-inch inseams, so I've cut down on the length of my shorts. Shorts, yeah. I don't know the headline. But... <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I was I was trying to figure out what t the first two rhymes were. But it's it's reports and courts. Yeah. So yeah. So then shorts. So yeah. So I've cut down the length of my shorts. So I guess on Maybe TikTok there are people wearing short shorts or something. I guess so. <laughs> yeah, it's gotta be like guys wearing short shorts. It's funny. Like back in the eighties, that was a fashion. Like people wearing yeah. super short shorts. I'm like, I hope that never comes back, but I mean, oh, think I'd about like... Oh, I'd rock the shit out of that. I got great thighs. <laughs> Would you? you just go out in like some four-inch shorts. People like... sometimes wear that to the gym. Like, yeah, they... there's some people at our gym that comes in and is super annoying. It's like, all right, you don't need to show off to everybody. Like, everybody legs, here is trying to... Shredded legs. Yeah, I'm like, congrats. You did You did what everybody here is trying to do. Do you want a cookie? <laughs> I would so... love a cookie, yes, please. Yeah. All right, so now are you going to read the the other... There's not really anything else. Emma commented. 
and then oh, yeah. I commented, uh, and then Megan commented on that. Yeah, so the answer, as you guys know from last week's, was Bill Gill, GMS 14, if necessary. So, Emma, thank you for going above and yeah, beyond. Yeah, above and beyond. Her scrambling to see if anyone else commented yet at 3 a.m. That's dedication. <laughs> that is dedication. 3 a.m. Uh, uh, comment is a dedication. And then Danny commented, Hey! <laughs> and then Megan said, Yas, I can't wait for this. So yeah, those were our awesome. comments. Um, so again, guys, comment. Um, whether it be the answer to this week's who, what, when, why, weird. Something about or, the movie we talked about or the discussion we had, the topic yeah, of the week. Yeah, serial killers, whatever. Anything that you guys want to talk about, please comment. Yeah. Like and subscribe. I, I, right. I think this was a good one because we actually had something prepared this time. Yeah, we had a nice structure. Also, yes, please tell us, do you guys like this new structure where we don't so much, I don't feel like we're forcing the weird. We bring in a little bit of yeah, weird, weird to make it our own. It's and funny. we also go back, yeah, and we also go back to our roots of movies. And we know that we love movies. We hope that you guys like movies. And if there's movies you want us to talk about, comment those too. We're open to talking about any movie, watching a movie, etc. Yeah, that was the impetus of this podcast from the start. It's just why I didn't want to immediately get back into that. <laughs> Sounds like an excuse, but I felt like I didn't have time to, like, you know, watch a movie and then outside of the stuff we're already doing and just prepare something for that because I had a lot of more time in college where I could do yeah. that. But, um, yeah. Yeah, so maybe we'll try to keep this going then. So. Yeah, I mean, in, in the very least, we'll always have a movie each week to talk about if nothing yes. else because yes. we have I want, what group. I want to do is actually do something trending like on Netflix streaming or something we can yeah. both watch uh, that people will have some name recognition about right. so. so if there's new movies coming out that you're excited about that you want us to check out to maybe do a review for you with minimal spoilers let us do that for you too to see no, if no, it's no. worth we'll probably spoil it because I can't we'll probably. review the movie without spoilers <laughs> I know spoilers. but minimal spoilers I think like you know, not going into in-depth detail about every little thing, but um, but yeah, we love the comments and again, uh, congratulations and thank you for coming on, Emma, and go out and try to um, to everybody, go out and try to be the next guest on GMS. Alright, that's it. It's over. It's over. That's on. Kaput. Capiche? We'll talk at you guys later. <laughs> Alright, guys. Bye. Bye.